0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another live edition on Instagram. We got Brandon Margot Margison for you. I hope you guys are as excited as I am. He's coming in now. Margot's joined. Here we go. Here we go. Add. This is awesome. We're waiting for Mars, yeah. Come on, you're on. We're official. I wish I could
1: use technology so well. I'm amazed at myself.
0: No. <laughs> it's so funny. I started doing this because I was on the phone too much, and I was just mindlessly going through Instagram. And I'm like, what could I do that could have more purpose during this time that everybody's obviously having difficulty with? Yeah, and this is pinned beyond my phone more than I ever imagined, but yeah, it's like a really awesome tone. Yeah, so it's really funny for me, Margot, because you and I have never met. I know, but I feel like I know you, Alex, what? because How? I watch
1: your stories and I see you. because I, like, like, I started following you on Instagram, and you're such a friendly. I like all oh, your morals are perfect. You're just a good human, from what I can tell. And, um, you know, everything that you've been through and I've been through, I guess we had this little weird connection, which is cool. Um, but, yeah, just the way you surf too. You can tell you're the real deal. You rip. <laughs> you,
0: you, you cannot give me a compliment because it doesn't fall in the same grandstands. Margot, I hope you understand <laughs> the long-lasting effect that you have left on 80s babies like me I was born in 1986, if this gives you any uh, idea. It's so cool with you, I mean, within my generation of surfers, and I gotta fluff your ego here to start this interview. (laughs) It's part of it. Don't worry. Chris Malloy was freaked out and he said hello, by the way.
1: Yeah. Hey, Chris. Chris is a legend.
0: But man, it is so amazing how everybody reveres and respects you as a surfer and I watch you from afar and you're just the nicest, like you're like this gentle giant. <laughs> and then what freaks me out is you yeah. go out in the water and you surf like like a Tasmanian devil. Like <laughs> Tasmanian oh, devil. Oh man. Your like your that. attitude when you step up on a surfboard. Is bar none to anybody that I've ever seen, and you've already heard this in your whole yeah. career. But listen, you're still affecting people at this point of your life, and this That's is amazing, more a homage yeah. from surf fans like me that are like, dude, I just want to know more about you.
1: More about me? Well, I still surf. I still get out there, not as much as I'd like, especially these times, but. Um... Yeah, I, I'm probably enjoying my surfing now more than I have in the last 10, 12 years because I don't have to prove, or, you know, I used to feel like I had to prove myself. You know, a lot of people don't think that, but, you know, we had these sponsors and we got paid to surf, so it felt like you're the pressure of that sort of, it got to me, I guess, after a, a long period of time, but now I can just get out there and I have stickers on my board and I don't care if I fall off on the first wave or I can just do whatever I want to do and um, I really enjoy that that aspect of surfing again just surf because, oh, I, surf because I love to do it and it's because it's fun and it's you know so good for, you, for everything <laughs> so yeah I'm enjoying my surfing again and um, like I said I don't have to go there and be the best surfer in the world which you know you always sort of have that in the back of your mind you want to push your limits as much as you can but um, I just love being in the water love it. But it's hard right now, isn't it? Because, I mean, I know it's so hard for you guys. My gosh, you guys can't surf. That's freaking, I still can't comprehend that right now. And I understand why you're doing this sort of stuff to keep, you know, things rolling. But um, I managed to have a swim this morning and um, the waves are small here, but I've just actually moved from uh, New South Wales to Queensland, and um, it's hard for me to cross the border back like New South Wales and Queensland. It feels like it's two different countries at the moment. Um, the rules are a little bit different, but we're still both allowed to surf. But for me to cross the border is, um, I don't know, you, everyone doesn't want to surf in each other's backyards right now because of the social distancing thing and that. So so I'm avoiding traveling, just obviously just going for a swim out the front of my place and a quick little surf here and there, just in and out. And I just hope everyone else can just do the same. So, if, you know, this is... Unfortunate vent doesn't, you know, what's happened to you guys? You guys can't even surf at the moment. I'm just like, fire out, man. It freaks me out.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I was no. Hey, <laughs> oh, no. okay. so the, the whole point of this is rambling. Yes. And I'm here as a facilitator, but honestly, I'm here to listen and learn. Yeah. And I'll do my best to, you know, poke the button that you talk about, but dude. Mm. We are all so happy to just listen to what it is that you're, you know, willing to offer today. And to hear you open up with that you're enjoying your surfing after 10 or 12 years, Yes, I'm going to skip what is usually me just straight up fluffing my heroes (laughs) because A, I want you to know why I'm doing this and how much I revere you, but I don't even think I need to explain that anymore. I am at the point where stickers are coming off more than they're coming on my board. Yes. I got a 15-minute phone call from my major uh, clothing company after 18 years. Yeah, wow. That was just, it was a, it was a guillotine <laughs> with no explanation behind it and, and a quick ending. And I went into a really gnarly depression.
1: I can relate to that, yeah
0: and i don't think people understand the investment of emotionally where we go as surfers who love our craft but then get the opportunity to do it 24 7 with a paycheck backing it i mean let's call it a blank check if if you will you don't have to put a number on it because you get to travel to your favorite places Mm. without thinking about it to go and try and be the best person that you are on your craft. And when that was taken away from me, my self-identity, and even more so, to pinpoint it, my self-purpose, yes. went out the window. Yeah. And it wasn't that I lost it. And it happens like, that. like It happens often
1: And then it's sort of like, all of a sudden, you're not in the front cover of magazines, or you're not in the magazines, or, I mean, it's a bit different now. You're not, it's probably slightly like in on instagram and all of a sudden you've lost a lot of followers or something it's the same sort of feeling it's like what have i done but you haven't done anything and it feels like the surfing's surfing still as good as you ever have and probably better um and it's just a stage in your life where it's like yeah you, you start looking a bit back at yourself but it's, it's just i guess it's an nice thing. it's not only us surfers it happens to all sports people and um everyone's experiences it in some time in your life but that's when i look at it now it's Yeah, you learn so much from it and become, you realize there is a lot more than surfing in life. And I think that's, as soon as you realize that and get over that hurdle, you can move forward with your
0: life with bigger and better things, yeah. So bring me there, Margo, because, (laughs) you know, we go back to, gosh, you know, the beginning of all of the generation. That was Billabong movies, your relationship with Jack McCoy Dude. Cheers, baby. It's early in the morning, guys. it's morning It's time. water
1: it's it's <laughs> <water. laughs>
0: but but you came on the scene and were from what I understand, you know, look, everybody recognized your surfing, and what was so fun and what I'd love to know was. I believe you went into a jersey aspect competitively, but are really known as one of the first, if not the first free surfers, and a free surfer is defined as somebody who makes money in surfing outside of wearing a competitive jersey, to go out and create a lifestyle that, look, ah, it's hard for me because I love competition, but we all just want to go to the ways that We we want to go to the waves that we draw in our notebooks at school that our, our school teachers are wrapping rulers on our wrists for saying, you have no future doing that. And you're like, watch this. How did you transition from what was a time period that was really based off of competitive surfing? And your era was Danny Wills, Luke Egan. You came from a really gnarly time of guys vying for world titles. Yeah were you awkward in a jersey and it didn't feel comfortable and you're like that's not where my love is i want to go travel and jack mccoy came in to allow you to do that billabong how did it all transpire
1: i guess i always like it. i love competing and obviously when you win a heat not that it happens often or a contest um it is the best feeling it's so rewarding and fulfilling but uh it didn't happen to me often, and I guess it's in your blood. You're either competitive or not. Um, and sometimes I thought I was, other times I didn't, but unfortunately I was one of those guys that cracked under pressure a little bit more than probably the average person, <laughs> um, because I put so much expectations on myself, I guess, and I guess I wasn't really competing with anyone else except myself, so I'd be very stubborn in a heat and I'd be in a heat and go. No, I'm going to sit here because a wave's going to come in. I'm not. I, I just get sidetracked on my own little thing. But I was always not a. I was, guess I was probably my worst. You know, person I was competing against was myself. And um, I don't know. I was just. I don't know, I was just lucky to my sponsors. Always saw that as an early age that I wasn't the best competitor. And there was a route at the time of um, traveling and free surfing and. I guess I was the guy at the right place at the right time. I said, well, you know what? Let's just send it to Bali or Indo or wherever in the world, take the photographer, take our latest clothes, and um, come back and just
0: get some editorial. And, you know, things just sort of
1: rolled from there.
0: Uh, and yeah, I guess I was just that guinea pig at that
1: time in the early nineties where the industry was booming and there was I don't know, it was Jack McCoy was around, you know, he was the pioneer and yeah, all of a sudden I was just um, in movies and just doing editorial surf trips with magazines and I don't know, I just everywhere I went there raised pumps, things just rolled and everything I touched sort of turned to gold there for a few years and yeah, I was very fortunate and very lucky, Um, but yeah, I'll never forget those times. Um, Yeah, it was amazing, it's amazing life. I don't know, it just sort of happened, 10 years just went boof, yeah, it was longer actually, 10, 15 years and, but you know, towards the end of my career, the harder I tried, it was sort of hard to sort of, I don't know, the expectations, I guess I achieved everything You know, as a free surfer, it was hard to sort of keep blowing people's minds, I guess, because my name was around for such a long time. Um, But, yeah, uh, I don't know. It just happened so quick. Now that you look back at it, you don't think it is at the time, um, but I guess time flies when you're having fun.
0: (laughs) You're surfing. The the way you hold your rail, you know, I felt like you were riding longer boards. You're a bigger dude. I'm... (laughs) I'm five eight. I don't know in kilos, but 145 <laughs> pounds. I'm just a little guy. I'm, I'm a little guy over here, Margot. And I, I'm like jealous of of the big boys because I've never had that power. But
1: nah, you got power. No, that's, mate. That's no, big. mate. I don't have power. I haven't been having my
0: Vegemite, mate.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's
0: the key. <laughs> who who were who are you looking up to? during the de- the developmental years of your technique to create what was the style that really you stand alone
1: yeah i don't know i guess i was influenced by a lot of the people who surfed in my local town really um there was a high caliber of you know, really good surfers in that Byron bay area where i grew up but then uh oki was a bit older than me he was like six years seven years older than me, and obviously his surfing was ahead of its time, I feel, back in the early days. So I was always, Luke Egan, I just love Goofy Footers, their backhand approach. It was my thing that I was just, I was amazed at, just uh, Goofy Footers in the early days, like the Luke Egan's, Ockies, he's Burns even, like, there's so many, I don't know, they had a certain thing about their backhand approach. I love backhand surfing, I just love going backside, that was my thing, but, um, and I felt like I was a good backhand surfer, but I loved, they had a certain element to their surfing that um, I don't know, that's what I was drawn to, yeah. And I tried hard to use their power and their calves and whatnot in my style of surfing. Frontside, not so much, it's weird. I just, whatever, but I was addicted to watching guys like the Yockeys, I guess. I was really, really looked up to hockey surfing back in the day. Yeah, Tom Carroll too, obviously. So, but then so you guys just, like current on the phone. I don't know. There's such a good generation. Oh, yeah, keep of going! Yeah, I know. it's amazing. But um, it's amazing just seeing the progression of surfing. And and for me right now, and seeing people froth out on me still, you know, many years on, and comparing my style of surfing to the you know people surfing in twenty twenty is such a compliment, and I'm very yeah blown away that people still respect my surfing. Meant a lot. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it's so cool. You have the respect of the entire surf world, which is so cool. Anytime your name is brought up or I speak to anyone, everyone goes, that guy's my hero. My friend in the Basque Country this morning messaged me going, you're talking to Margo? I was like, I know, I can't believe it too. <laughs> you know, these are, these are 30 year olds now that we just... We're still so inspired. I honestly still put on your sections before I go surf. And there's waves that I take (laughs) off on and go, okay, think like Margo. And it's like, take my half bottom turn into a full bottom turn. And then that lip that I want to kind of go out in front of, I'm like, dude, Margo wouldn't do that. (laughs) I love it. Margo would make that lip.
1: (laughs) Oh, it and it's
0: fantastic because you, you're surfing is timeless and what really brought me to you was the resurgence of pulse surf yeah my good friend and- justin Trane.
1: yeah pulse surf that's I it guess. Yeah, he's amazing he's uh obviously got some time on his hands of recent and he's just bringing back all the old videos that he's done from the early 90s and um obviously i played a big role in his movies as long as many other people did too but um so it's awesome to watch his uh his clips on instagram and um he's doing a daily thing of everyone back you know in the the early 90s and it's great to see the difference between now and then of the surfboard transition everyone riding on the boards and just the rails you know everyone's turns being drawn out a lot a lot more (laughs) um yeah so it's like it's, it's cool, it's really cool to see that.
0: Speaking of that, <laughs> hey, sh- short boards have, uh, you know, it, it's changed now. You know, I mean, Slater's riding sticks in shorter boards, surfing has changed. Everything's a lot tighter. It's not that long. Yeah. And, and I tried like to surf. progress with that. Sir. And that's why someone like me
1: Yes, sorry. Somebody like me comes back to your
0: surfing because, oh, okay, are we in now? Can you hear me? All good. I'm all good. Uh, Speaking of (laughs) of longer boards, yeah. I, I, I think a lot of us come back to your surfing because it stands out now. As futuristic as surfing is gone, there's almost this void. Where someone like me is like, God, I just want to watch Margot's lines and that power, that raw, clean thing. Where it's, it's different now.
1: Yeah, it is different now. And I tried to progress, writing shorter boards, and that and it just didn't work. I didn't. I couldn't adjust to writing extra shorter boards. I couldn't draw my turns out. I couldn't. My, and then what I did, yeah, my turns out, and basically. The key for me was coming off the bottom. To me, everything's about if you can't come off the bottom of that drive and that spurt to just go up into that next section, then it, yeah, it just makes it harder to surf for me. I'd rather just come off the bottom slowly with power than spring to release the car. But that longer board plane makes that work. Um, for me personally, I mean, it doesn't necessarily work for other people, but for me, I tried that transition, but I've gone back to riding um, six fours as my shortboard again, instead of going down to six ones. And it's amazing, even just that three inch difference can make a difference in my shortboards. but yeah. But then I got on a six seven the other day, when it was a bit bigger, I was like, oh, there it is. It's just that riding that step up boards, yeah. that, that turns me on.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: when i think of an all-time
0: <laughs> session of you i think of the uh the holly eva session that's uh, in one oh, your like...
1: yeah that was pretty i think i was, was on. A was
0: seven...
1: that a uh... <laughs> you got me
0: that seemed like like a really pivotal time in your career like like uh you know I don't know if surfers peak or whatnot, but during that time you watch that footage and nobody, I can't say nobody, but I don't know, man. There's not many people surfing that wave like that ever.
1: Yeah, I felt like I had a really good uh, relationship with Hallieva, um back in the day. Um, to me, it was a place I went to. Uh, it wasn't a place where the main focus was, it was Rocky rights and Rocky lefts and off the wall and pipe were just like the go-to spots for, you know, making a name or getting your photos done, you know, doing a job. But to me back then, how If it was like, I escaped the crowd a little, it was big, it was powerful. And I don't know, once you get on that little roll of, the, you know, go out the back and a wave comes and then the rip takes you back out. and uh, you get on that little spinning wheel and it, it all connects, it's amazing. Like, I don't know, and, but just the power of the wave, the speed, it just felt like it really suited my style. Um, and it wasn't, didn't feel like I had hassles with the crowds. Like I was I'm very timid in crowds. I'd like just to take my turn and to sort of, yeah, not get in hassles. And I always seem to get a lot of waves out there and, um, connected both well that that wave. Although I surf, was a couple contests there and always got like, straight away. I was like, what is the uh, this contest thing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, some people, anyway. <laughs> and it was hard for me. I would put a jersey on and it wasn't my inner competitiveness. My downfall was that I got too affected by the people around me. And when I felt nervous, yeah. Or scared, or had a lack of self confidence. I would get competitive and try to stop others. And it wasn't that I focused on my yes. my personal ability. It was that I literally started competing, and it was hard for me because I almost lost what was me mindlessly surfing, and the joy of being yeah. in in a beautiful place. And I was so. Um, my results depicted my happiness, and that's where I went wrong within a jersey. Yeah, and that's where you helped me to walk yeah. away from that and, and and start traveling to places I always dreamed of.
1: Yeah, it's I'm glad I helped pave the way for you. Then, <laughs> no, it's amazing. Like oh, I, it's you've done crazy. it for a lot of us. I know it's amazing. Like I said I was just if it wasn't me it was going to be someone else and I just happened to be that guy that, that career path started in an early age but there was a guys before me like Gary Green um, is one that comes to mind Rip Curl sort of started that thing in an early era and then Bill Bong followed suit once yeah but um, yeah but I guess I was one of those guys I got paid to surf and um, and it became a career option for a lot of young generation, new 80s guys out there, realising, wow, there's actually, can make a career just going surfing? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like so, and then it brought a whole, you know, just different era of surfing, I mean, obviously, and then it, it was cool, it was like the free surfing, the air guys, competitive guys, then the big wave resurgence happened, and, all of a sudden, there's all these different areas in surfing. It was really cool to see that branch out and just that one sort of narrow-mindedness of one area of surfing. And all of a sudden, there's all these different routes people could go with their careers as being a surfer. But it seems like now it's got sort of it's got to a level with it, like everything on this planet is just everything overloaded and seems you know I can't. It seems weird at the moment with the way the world is and the way. You know, I look at my son now, he's like a young 10 year old boy just trying to, he can't even travel or do anything. And I I really feel sorry for the younger generation of any kid trying to do it be a sports person or whatever, or a musician or anything. It's just like crazy times. So sorry I kept bringing back to that, but it's sort of sad for the younger generation right now.
0: Well, and even before the coronavirus hit, the surf industry globally was in a bit of a downfall. And if you look historically at the years that you went through your competitive career, you lived through, let's call it the golden years. I mean, that's when the real yeah. money was really in surfing. I oh,
1: whoa! <laughs> no. I, got hey, ch- I got a to can work. of you. <laughs> you. held up a can of
0: cheese. <laughs> You know, you, you got to travel with Aki, there were some sessions that we watched video-wise, all of the Billabong movies, the Paul Surf movies. You know, are there times that you can recollect on now, looking back and going, God, I, that, was, that was the best time of my life?
1: Yeah, it was. Like, I can't believe I'm one of those old guys now, going,
0: back in the day,
1: back in the day. <laughs> Things that I can that I am anyway, still young at heart so but yeah it was um, amazing times they were the best you know those memories I'll have forever um, and yeah I just can't believe some of the surf breaks that I went to they were uncrowded the mentality and their lives a lot of places were like there was no one there then like all we the only boats we were the only people around there's just me and the little crew there's the boys like four or five guys in the lineup and it's whatever was around the corner no one you they want to spot something the mentality like it's incredible so I'm very fortunate to be able to experience that.
0: Is there a session or sessions that you look back and go oh my god, we really had it good and, and I was with so- and so and that was just God I wish I could do that again.
1: There's one in particular. Um, it was actually before the major earthquake up um, in Bande Arche, but we're up at, uh, up at the Asu Islands. Um, there's, it was called Asu, the left-hander up there. And um, that way was one of the best, longest lefts, on a, like a G-landy. But we had that six to eight foot for about three days. and. The inside bowl of that place was absolutely mind blowing. It was the longest wave but just ended with this crazy, usually got spat out. It was just like mind blowing wave. But then the earthquake happened and the reef just went, just lifted up out of the water and the wave is, doesn't really exist. And it's still there, but it's only the top section. And it's like a big reef break now. So yeah, it's sad to know that wave Yeah, it would never be the same again, so, yeah, that was, I don't know, I would have loved to have kept, uh, that was probably my favourite way of artsy, yeah, and it picked up a lot of swell, it's consistent, I'm sure a lot of people that surfed it beforehand knew how good it was.
0: What, What does style mean to you?
1: What does style mean to me?
0: Surf style. Yeah, yeah, oh, surf style. Yeah,
1: it's to me it's everything. I think it's everything about surfing because it's not just about doing manoeuvres, it's about... The style's good. I think it reads people's personalities quite a lot. You see, some people's styles are real aggressive and I'm they the aggressive people. <laughs> and people really cruising, you know, <laughs> whatever. But style is an individual thing, obviously, and... Style is like a form of like being in the present, being in the moment of doing it without even realising you're doing it. I think that's what style is—not realising you're doing it, and it's just naturally happening. Styles—you can't copy style. You can't. People that try and copy styles, certain styles, to me, it doesn't work. It doesn't look right. So style comes from deep within, and it's something that you're either born with it, or you, you have it, or you don't.
0: I guess. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw myself surf, and I'm like, oh, my God, my style is so bad. I I was so upset when I finally saw my first video of me. I'm like, oh, crap, yeah. man. I thought I surfed like Tom Curran. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got <a> good stuff.
0: <laughs> no, no. I'm trying to copy you still. Did, yes. did being videoed at a, at a young age, would you guys surf your sessions and go back and watch the films after? Was that part of the whole evolution yeah. of surf style? or
1: Not until I was later. Um, yeah, I never really got to see myself properly until my 20s. A uh, little wow. bits and pieces here and there. But, yeah, I just, just surfed or just whatever. It was, it was about having fun in the early days. It wasn't about I didn't know I was going to be making. The career I've made out of surfing, but um, not until my early 20s I got to see myself and I guess when I was filming with Justin Gain in the early days with Neil Purchase, the three of us used to just, we were on a, you know, for a couple of years there we just surfed, came back, had a beer or whatever and watched ourselves surf on footage, it was like amazing, but I, then I realised yeah, I got to really focus and analyse my surfing back in the day, um But yeah, in my early days, no, it's just, I don't know, I saw the odd photo here and there. And, but I did notice watching my style did change quite a bit from early days from when I was 12 or 13 to when I was 18, Like my legs were wide and then all of a sudden they went too close. But it just happened naturally, like I didn't, it wasn't, no one told me, oh, do this, do that. I just, just did it on my own, yeah. And I think that's important. I think you don't want people to copy other people's styles, I think it just doesn't, yeah, I just, I'm not cool. Whatever. It's, you can do what you want. But I just think you just got to let it come from within, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be hippie about it, but it's just like, just do it. Don't, you don't
0: copy people. <laughs> I love it. You know, people are, are funny. They're like, oh, you, you know, you, you surf these big waves, this and that. I'm like, look, that's the same thing. Yeah. I, I've been through it. It's like a head highway for me takes a little bit more now. And they're like, oh, you do this and that. I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to get back to innocent Alex at 10 years old that didn't have an ego, that wasn't so concerned about everything that people thought about him, that didn't judge himself to the surfers that he was sitting next to, which is where my nervousness came in. I mean, I'd be filming for movie parts and try to just, like, find a peace of mind, and I dealt with that. And when I watch your movie yeah. parts, it looks so confident, like your self confidence, and just your yeah. your mind your mindlessness and mindfulness are are there, and it's super attractive. You know, is surfing for you what puts you in the moment where you you can only find it on a board?
1: Yeah, that's hundred percent right. Like, I back you, you surf for yourself, you know, and. Not for anyone else, you just surf for your own personal journey and whether it be, and to me, and I'm sure like everyone else, you want to better yourself every surf, every session. But you, to give yourself that opportunity too, you sort of got to be at one off the ocean and be connect with the ocean for those elements to happen right too. So surfing's so rad, it's such a spiritual sport. That, um, yeah, um, I just, even when I was shooting with a you know with Jack McCoy in the water or Danny on the beach, I just, Those best sessions were not even thinking about them being there or whatever surfing just being there just you know Being in the present just doing whatever and if they happen to get the wave they get the wave Obviously when you're shooting water, you've got to connect with the photographer or whatever, but It's yeah, if it's a perfect reef break or whatever. It's easy to sort of get that connection, but um, Yeah, I just Yeah, I like to just forget that they were there and just, if a section was there, whether the camera was there or not, whatever, because every time you did try and connect, it doesn't really work um, when you try and work too closely. I mean, it does, but for me, I just like to just, if they happen to be there, they did it. If I happen to bottom turn after a water photographer's there and do a big turn just after it, so be it. I'd rather hit that section properly than try and do it in front of the cameraman and blow it or whatever. (laughs) I don't know.
0: I think I watched a section of you at Lakey peak and I'm like, why didn't he just drop in and start dragging his butt and get barreled? And your MO was to drop in and do a just long driven bottom turn. And then where I'm like, Oh, I was going to get spit out. You had done a turn and we're getting spit on coming out of a turn. Yeah. And it's those moments that separate you from someone like me. And I rewind your sections. I'm like, how was he even thinking that way?
1: I don't know. It's, yeah, I just, yeah. Those ways, I don't know. it's just, if the section, if the, I don't know, if the transition of the waves is just perfect shape. And no matter how, you know, what side, whatever, it's just, it's there to be hit. It's, it's the canvas is there to play on, you know? That's, it's good. And I just feel like when you've got that bigger board, like when you, I know the session you're talking about. To me, that's the perfect yes. size. That's six to me eight a, foot come range. On, bring us
0: back, Margot. Oh,
1: wow, well, yeah. I just find when the waves are—I'm not a big wave surfer at all. When waves are like six to eight foot, that's my, my exciting little—you know—I get excited about. Um, and that's where I feel like I surf my best is when I'm riding like a six-seven or a six-ten, and then, then the speed and the push is there and. Everything's a bit slower, the waves are moving, you know, like you can, you got, you got time to do stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that day at Lakers was really good. There was only four or five of us out, I think, and it was smoking. It was really good and glassy. It was like not offshore, but it wasn't, it's just, everything was just, just nice. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go there now and surf.
0: Would, would it trip you out now if it wasn't four to five guys in a little bit different scenario?
1: I know I think the last I haven't been to see I haven't done much traveling at all for, for quite a while I Actually, I went to Hawaii with my son actually just before all this I stuff I that. Yeah, and that was the first trip I've done overseas in quite a few years, but um yeah, it's just hard going back to a lot of places in Indo and that and knowing the crowds are there and it's just intense and I'm just, I don't know, I guess I was spoiled, man. I, like I had a lot of ways so I didn't have to deal with hassling and stuff. Um, yeah, I guess, um, but it's cool, that's whatever. Yeah.
0: One of my favorite movies of all of your movies is your documentary wonder jar and immediately what comes to mind is how did you name it that movie
1: ah uh, that's funny uh we was sitting in the plane i think wonder jar means in german journeyman i was pretty cool with that, calling the movie journeyman or whatever and that's what we're going to call it that it seemed a bit oh look at margot trying to be the journeyman but <laughs> and Justin just thought, wow, let's use because it's like, it's really wacky and weird. And it just might like, stick in people's minds. So we'd go, oh, fuck it, let's use
0: <laughs> I love it. How important was that relationship for you with Justin and Jack McCoy to, to be able to produce professional quality things that inspired people, but to have them as friends as well?
1: Okay, that's I guess it's a key because you're going to do a lot of traveling together. So Yeah, it's You got to have a friendship base, I guess Um, and we just create ideas together and Yeah, get a budget together and travel and just um, share our ideas. It's like a, It's like a sort of like a mini secret handshake um, Handshake business agreement, but at the same time you're just two young mates having fun and just exploring the world so you know, he, he's very dedicated with what he did, spent a lot of hours on the beach, you know, those sessions where I didn't do anything at all, and uh, battery's about to die, I okay. go. Um, oh, yeah. Plug
0: your phone in, Margo. Margo, get get the plug. Can you get the plug, please? What? Yeah, yeah <laughs> ask your better half. This is what Chris Malloy did, too. Hello. Say, come on, we want to meet her.
1: You're going to uh, meet her. She's got to get the um the plug.
0: So so Chris Malloy had his wife yesterday sit next to him for the hour and a half in case he had technical difficulties. Yeah.
1: Well, Lorena's not too far away. This I'm is scared real. About I'm actually on her phone because my phone's a bit old, vintage one, and I knew the quality wouldn't be as good. So, well, we have to move.
0: I love it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, but Chris Malloy, me oh, we and got- Chris met on my first trip to Hawaii when I was, um, I think I was 16. Chris and I were both 16, we were both young grommets, um, staying at this house at sunset. And we had a great connection straight off the bat. Um, yeah, Chris is a legend. I'd love to say goodbye to him.
0: I where we if we stopped? Uh, we... Uh, maybe I'll have it at your home. Got it. Hold it. That's got it. it.
1: It might be working, it should be working. <laughs>
0: like <it. laughs> I, I'm so technologically unadvanced, Margo. As hard as this is for you, it is for me, and yeah. I don't think people realize that. This whole new series of me talking to my heroes, like you, it's all day for me. It's recording yep. things, trying to figure out this, internet. I was trying to start, like, this thing to occupy my mind because I cannot yeah. surf. And there you it,
1: are. That's
0: my phone fell down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect timing. So you and I are in the same boat, but I don't have an awesome lady plugging my phone in for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, well.
0: So you're still winning. You are still I'm... winning. Yeah,
1: yay. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Uh, okay, so look, we've got all the good stuff. There was a resurgence of you, you know, it started with Paul Serf, but then I started following you and I looked through your Instagram and your first post mean yeah. is that your and my relationship is virtual. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's a picture of you it's a picture of you in a suit with a hat on with like a walkie talkie and it almost looks like oh, you're like um, an yeah. earthquake surveyor or no I'm i like wait
1: yeah what was I doing
0: but I worked what for is Marvel survey, doing? in the desert
1: yeah yeah I worked for a geophysics so, company yeah
0: but from being i mean come on one of the most revered respected surfers in the world to your first post being you as a surveyor what was the transition there? What what happened?
1: Well, I guess it, it comes to a stage in your life where you've got to get a job and yeah, become <laughs> you got to you got to pay the rent and um, yeah. So it was cool. I worked in the desert and i actually working out at the airport at Coolangatta. So I'm, I'm I'm the guy pushing the planes back, waving them in. But I've just got stood down because of the coronavirus. There's no flights now, but that's cool. Life goes on, and it's all good. Um, feels like I'm. Wait, wait, wait. So you're you're
0: telling me if I flew in a to go surf with Mick Fanning yep. for a perfect swell, I could get brought in yep. on my 747 by Brendan Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. That's pretty funny.
0: Australia is the best country in the world.
1: <laughs> Too funny. I know. But it's uh, it's a good choice. Listen, when sell. I land in LA.
0: When yeah. I land in LA, can you
1: wave my plane in?
0: Kelly Kelly Slater is not landing my plane, Margo. Oh! <laughs> um, did, did our screen did, did our you're screen frozen. stop?
1: You're frozen, and you got a. And I'm head. gonna
0: end it, and I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna end it and call you right back. Okie dokie. Oh wait, we're back. we're back.
1: Oh, there you are. Back. You're back.
0: You're back. Here we go. We're good so so okay first off before we go there i want to hear one more relationship clause uh you you and morris cole your your surfboard shaper
1: Morris, yeah what a legend he's you
0: you don't see morris's boards like so so more so i mean i I think of tom current was on morris
1: Mm. yeah
0: it did incredible things, you know, outside of his sponsorship with Channel Islands and Al Merrick. And then I think of you and what you guys had. And when I watch your sections, I swear, like, when I see that little bear, the little Morris Cold logo on your boards, I'm like, oh God, watch out for this.
1: That's so funny. Yeah, it's funny how. Uh... I haven't written a Morris Cole for over 10 years and haven't spoken to Morris and then only uh, five or six months ago we reconnected and he shaped me a bunch of boards again and um, That feels amazing to write his boards again. Yeah, so um, I love it. Like I said, I tried different boards I'm not saying my other boards didn't work good um, I've got fantastic boards from other shapers. who are good friends and I um, but just to get back when a Morris Cole, just that old feeling it was just like, uh, it felt amazing to get, yeah, just ride his boards again. It just feels right, it feels good, and just to get that drive, speed, and power, incredible.
0: All right, Margo, so I keep here 10 years, and uh, I'm gonna poke you here.
1: Okay, poke the big bed. Is,
0: is, that, is that when the surf career ended? what what was mm. 10 years ago well what
1: actually is longer than 10 years ago really i'm 47 now i guess my career finished when i was around 32 33 but i sort of chose to end my career i didn't want to be that old guy just well that's sort of felt at the time like trying to hang on and be like oh i'm still trying to be a pro surfer that was in my head a lot and i just wanted to felt like I had a family to support i had to get a normal nine to five job that was also in my head i just i didn't i was scared of the transition i guess um i worked for billabong for a few years and then um, yeah i guess it, i struggled with i actually got really sick of the surf industry to tell you the truth i guess i was always around it and then i became a part of it i guess internally as yeah, not out there free surfing and doing my thing, then all of a sudden I was in an office with no windows on the computer just going, wow, this is life, really. <laughs> I, then it all sort of come crashing down on me and I sort of um, struggled with it um, and took me a while to get over it. Um, and then just, yeah, life sort of went into a bit of a weird path for me there for a while, but I, snapped out of it, reached and then um, yeah, I got another good job um, and I had a lot of support from friends and family. Uh, I got back on my feet and got a little bit more spiritual, I guess, and um, a bit more grounded about where I'm at. And
0: yeah, I don't know, I
1: feel a lot stronger, a lot smarter, a lot wiser from my experience there for a while and yeah, just uh, I actually didn't even surf for about two years, which is a bit scary. Um, and I actually put on a bit of weight, and I did, I had depression. <laughs> but uh, I got over that, and um, I don't know, it feels like a new lease on life. I guess, but I've been, I've been in a good place now for over about six, six seven years. But just, I have like keeping to myself, it's pretty funny that I'm doing this interview, because I don't do this stuff. I haven't done anything like this. I did a little thing about a month ago. Thank you. Yeah, so I've kept pretty quiet for a long period of time. and I'm just happy living a simple, healthy life now and enjoying my surfing. Got a beautiful partner and get to see my kids every now and then and yeah, life's good.
0: Um, uh, You're sharing such a gift with us, Margot. Thank you so much for talking about that, because from afar, when you're put in a limelight, you're here.
1: 100%. Yeah. But in
0: our in, in our surf industry, and, and where I never related was, we were never allowed to be here or here or there. It, it was always about being the person at the brand, or maybe what you felt like you were supposed to be globally. Yeah. But within all of there, our careers are so young. And you're going to have life test you the hardest ways during those times. But that was never part of being a professional surfer.
1: No. There was no guidebook or no rule book. Or, or like, there was, yeah. But, you know, saying this, too, like, that's my story. But everyone's got a story. Everyone's got a story. But,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: So, I don't want people to go, oh, listen to Brendan just talking about the ups and downs, but, but everyone goes through it. But I'm just stoked to be able to come out the other side where a lot of people don't and um, don't have that, that support network. And I was very fortunate that I did, but, but at the same time, too, I'm very proud of myself because the only person that's going to get you through that is yourself. So, yeah, I'm going to give myself a pat the back for
0: that. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> It's hard because in moments like these in your life and you being willing to be vulnerable because I just picked this word up about a year ago, Yeah. if, if you knew the phases of Alex Gray, they're very uh, chronological and only I know them because they're walls that I built up of what I was going to allow people to see and then who I was even going to let in to what was really yeah. going on behind those walls. And it was a very tough struggle for me as an extrovert, somebody whose career was based off of personality as well. Mm. Man, I had my dark times on my own. Yeah. And really for the first time in my life, am I allowing people honestly in and projecting via words, actually telling people like, no, listen, this 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 is what I deal with. This is who I am, who I always will be but I'm not willing to entertain those aspects anymore. And the only way to do that is facing myself, but then allowing others to see it in hopes that they can grow and not have to go through what I put myself through.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's inspirational stuff. But it's true. It's like, it's a an amazing learning curve. It's amazing, you know, like I said, there's no, there's no book there for us to show You've got to go this way, go that way. It's just, you've got to find it yourself, I and mean, then, yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> but, but it's amazing, and it's hard,
0: it, it was hard for me because my, my whole self-identity, not whole, but so much of my self-identity, I like to work, and people yeah. don't consider surf career as work, but I, I loved, when I went away from competition, trying to get photos and trying Jane. to get a good video parts, oh, You know, well. elongate I my contrast.
1: I, I agree. Same, if I spend a lot of time, you know, like just to get that one shot, you know, that they needed a shot in the mag, a certain shot, or the needed a certain photo, they wanted to, you know, I'd stay out there for four hours, six hours in the water until we knew we got that shot. And then back in the day, it was shot with film, it wasn't shot with a digital camera, and then you're like, far at "Typical Murphy's Law." You get the the perfect barrel come and you just run out of the out of film or whatever, and have to go in and change and take the Lord housing apart. Um, and Jack McCoy had like three minutes of film on his 16mm um, camera, so you know it shoot for like three minutes of extra slow motion footage. Then it took him like an hour to go in and rechange the uh, the film. So it was like everything really was hard. It was hard work back then. I mean, to get be productive with making a movie or getting photos I'm not saying it's any harder now with digital bits but, but um it was pretty classic that transition of when digital films or whatever came out and then all of a sudden you can be paddling back out the lineup and go is this shot pretty good in the in the water housing you're like are you kidding me like <laughs> you can see it right there and then um and it's pretty cool like you can work really a lot more productive obviously with technology today but
0: yeah oh you get you went through the transition that is to now like for me i have photographers that after pulling into a closeout like i'll watch a wave come in and have nobody look at it and i'll see someone and go that's going to run me right past that fish eye i'm going yes yes and, I'll, and you know I'll you never go. yeah but it was part of my job
1: it was, and that's what, if you didn't get the shot in a while, you go, oh my God, okay, I'm going to have to go off the wall when it's eight foot, closing out, and now I'm going to have to get that close out barrel shot just to sort of tick the boxes, because you know, the barrel's going to look deep, and you're going to look heavily, you know, you're going to look, you're going to get the shot, and it's usually a goddamn eight foot close out barrel that <laughs> to tick the box for your sponsors. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, I remember those days.
0: You, you actually crack me up, because when I see you in big waves, you look more comfortable than most. And so to hear you say, oh, I don't like big waves, it's actually a super huge surprise to me. Well, and I – yeah.
1: Well, compared to the waves these guys are riding today, like, my God. Like, yeah, it's mind-blowing. I, I realised that – I did my first trip to Shipsterns. Um I went with Rasta. Um, this guy Andrew Campbell and uh, yeah Justin Gain filmed and um, Andrew Campbell lived in Tasmania and I think we were the first guys to actually walk in there and surf the place. Like it was a mission to get there, and we got out there. It was like ten a solid ten foot. I was like had a seven six. You don't ride seven t- seven76 surfboards in a heavy round wave like that. Not that We didn't you know back then, <laughs> um, but once I got worked on a few takeoffs there and just the vulnerability of like a two and a half hour walk into the place and then getting washed into the, sh- the rocks and it just been so scary was, um, and no one there to rescue or, you know, you had to walk back or get carried out of that place made me realize, wow, this is hardcore, scary stuff just to get the shot, um, but yeah, and, uh, it's just, but the way surfing, the, the limits have been pushed with surfing today, to what the big wave guys do, or those guys that charge the, are, you know, choping when it's like 15 feet, or ship stones when it's 15 feet. It's like, they're just, that's next level. Full, but those guys are amazing.
0: <laughs> so, Margot, what brought you out of the two-year surf hiatus? You know, the... the you the jobs you were working, where you were at in life, and,
1: and yeah. re sparked it. Um, my son, sparked that. Yeah, he was. He is a young grom, getting back in the water, and then I got back in the surf with him. Um, he was learning to surf, and then I was just all of a sudden I was out there paddling with him. Yeah, getting back in the water. Like I always loved getting. I always, the ocean was always in my blood, obviously. Um. But yeah, he got me back into surfing. Then I just um, taught him how to surf and my daughter as well. And yeah, then all of a sudden, yeah, I found my feet again. But um, yeah, I was then I was back keener than ever.
0: And uh, I moved down the coast from up the coast. It was a little less crowded down there and you could find it
1: beach break to yourself and That's where it felt my roots were back from the early days where I didn't have to ask with crowds and whatnot and uh, Yeah, I just got right back into it again
0: I think when we started this session there was a line that maybe you love surfing more than ever or it's a whole new aspect of just no stickers pure You know what surfing is for? Most people, exactly, and going through your entire career, that 10-year span, the two-year hiatus, a feat of depression, going into new job fields, how good does it feel right now? Because when I see you, dude, you look really happy. You look really good.
1: Thank you. Yeah, no, it feels, yeah, I'm like the happiest I've been um, in my life at the moment. Well, I've been like that for quite a while, um, but I just... It just makes me, yeah, Just, I guess during that period of time from when I was 20 to 35, I didn't know I was, at the end of it I was taking it a little bit for granted, just like, but now after I lost that surfing career and then um, realized how lucky I was to travel the world in perfect ways and whatnot, then I don't know, just that transition was very difficult and then all of a sudden to refine the ocean again and realize i'm having just as much fun as when i was traveling when i do get good waves it's like it's i don't know it's just you know it's in our blood we're just the lifestyle everything about it's just healthy beautiful and just the mindset that it gives me being in the ocean yeah is amazing whether you know some days you connect with the ocean and it just feels so you can't explain you know, when you get that rhythm feeling and just when you feel, you're not thinking about anything else except riding that wave. It's, you always hear people talking about that stuff, but that's what it's so special about it. And I love and, and I can't believe I didn't have that in my life for a period of time. And I, yeah, it's back and I love it. And even now, yeah, just, I don't even have to ride it. a goddamn shortboard. I can get out on a mail with my girlfriend or, yeah, whatever. It's just about being in the ocean and catching waves. It's amazing.
0: Oh, it's, it's so nice for me to hear all this because Margo, I can sit here and ask you these questions because I'm literally projecting what I'm going through right now. Yeah, um, I still have a surfboard sponsor Channel Islands and it, it trips me out that I am even comparable to anybody of the world tour surfers that they have and i'm still playing the game of trying to stay relevant and sell their product. Yeah. But surfboards are so important to me. You know, as i fade out of this, i'm like, what do i need more than anything in what i love in surfing outside of pure joy? It's it's surfboards. Yeah. And and so i still have a big toe in the whole thing, but i've had to let go of man, so many of my attachments. And and finding mm, grounding in day-to-day life, what's normal life, is so hard. Letting go of watching swells and being, I can up and go to Fiji. I can go to Choku. I can go to a place that I found that's nobody ever seen before. Like, we were blessed and yeah. are blessed with such a unique sport that at times is wordless. Yes. You cannot find or form words to explain it. And to let a to let some of it go, man, it's so hard.
1: It is. It is. It's like it's it's really hard. I know. And a lot of it's like words can't explain the feelings of certain things. And you know what tripped me out too was I just went to Hawaii two months ago for the first time in over twelve years and just I don't know, like Hawaii. There's something about the place because I'd spent so many years there. I did like 15, 16 years in a row, whatever. Like, and then not going there for such a long period of time, but just the smell of the place, the, this I don't know, just certain elements that you can't put words to, and just being back in the water there, it was just such a man. The feeling it gave me was amazing, um, and.
0: Okay, internet, internet's hilarious here. It was either on my end or Margo's end, but we dropped internet, we're going back. Sorry about that, everybody. That was epic. Okay, we're we're gonna get Margo back in here. Here we go. Waiting for Margo to join, connect in. Right. Oh, of course I can I have to come here and fix it. <laughs> thank you. Hey, we all need to know the behind the scenes, so thank you for putting yourself in there.
1: Thanks, Lorena. You're
0: welcome. <laughs> hey, thank you for making our favorite surfer so happy. Oh, I, <laughs> I was like I that is cool. <laughs> he He's making me the most the happiest person in life. That's for sure. It's really fun. It's fun to hear that you guys get to surf together for a single 33 year old like me. I'm like, do you <laughs> so cool to go on a longboard stash with a woman I'm in love with? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's pushing me, I'm getting there. <laughs> That's awesome. I, Is is it fun for you to see somebody like me that's like, this guy's calling the person I'm in love with because he thinks he's the best surfer in the world? (laughs) It's super interesting, especially because when I met him, I had no idea, no idea at all. And um, I slowly, with with the relationship, I got to understand all this appreciation that people have about him, and I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> I think I'm um, half a sort of big doing here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's that's so cool. You have a very humble man. I understand why you're with him, and you know, yeah. again, I only know you. I know you because of you know, social media is funny. There's parts of it that I absolutely hate, and then there's other parts where I'm like, wow, I get to know about people that I seriously enjoyed knowing about, and get to <laughs> see a behind the scenes and. It really seems like you guys are in an awesome place, like how happy of a relationship you have. It's, it's really <laughs> cool.
1: It's amazing.
0: Thank you. <laughs> so, po- so post post more. The next post I want to see is you guys tandeming on a wave.
1: We can do this.
0: <laughs> we, we'd love to see that.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: I, I will. Go back. Go time. time.
1: Thank you. Oh, we, it's okay. This happens. All the meet
0: time. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. Dude, Margo, this is so fun. None it's of us funny. have any idea what we're doing here, so it's all good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I have to uh, I love this. I, I lost you at the end there, but but I do okay. want to hear a little bit towards, you know, what the closure of that trip was. What's it like now having a, a son? You, your son rips.
1: Yeah, he's he's surfing good. That's amazing. I was so stoked to do one, I don't know if it's gonna be the last trip, Like, it's amazing we got to do this trip right before all this shit happened with the coronavirus. So, very fortunate to have a a surf trip with my son. We've been meaning to have a trip for, it's been quite a long time since we've had a trip together. So, um, and to go to Hawaii with him and, and sort of not so much teaching but showing the ropes of you know how heavy the place is and whatnot um he adapted really good and i was just so stoked being in the lineup with him um the place that meant so much to me um it helps my career um and just yeah seeing him surf in hawaii was amazing it blew my mind um to be there with my son and you know, i never thought i'd have that opportunity again you know to to get back to hawaii so it was very, very cool. Uh,
0: if I think about such a subject, and I get to have a boy, and to have him know the love of surfing and then get to, to do a, a part of this, how, how awesome is that full circle for you now being a father, as the apprentice to, to the person who loves the most your son, like, did you get to pass on the thing you love most and you know how rad it is? It's yeah. the dream. If I really think about
1: it, it's pretty cool. It's very, very special. Um, yeah, it's it's mind blowing. It's um, very fulfilling, um, and I'm very proud of him, whether he surfed or not. Like he's turned out to be just a beautiful kid, um, yeah. and he's fallen in love with surfing like I did. And he reminds me a lot of myself at that age. Just that, like you know what it's like when you're 19. Oh yeah. Too. You're uh, very carefree and a bit oblivious to what's going on in the world, but we all were at that age um, But he's surfing good. I'm, I'm stoked that he's like a he's got more of a um, Yeah, he's a, he's more of a carver. He's not an air guy sort of thing. So That's follows my footsteps a little bit there. I guess which I'm sort of stoked about <laughs> But Yeah, he's a good kid and he's, he's really good
0: uh, It's fantastic so Margo, in hearing, you know, a virtual bit of your story, and my goal is to come and hang out with you one day, just so you know. That'd be um, awesome. Yeah, And I I'm self-inviting myself to your house.
1: I'll I'll wave your plane in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, you, well, you're you're not that. allowed to carry my bags, no way. No.
1: Okay.
0: Don't touch my bags because I'll <laughs> go home. I will go okay. home. I'll carry your everything. I'll put you on my back and I'll take you into whatever. I can't drive on the wrong side of the road, though. I'm not good at that.
1: I've got you there. I've got you there.
0: But in hearing hearing your journey and what's so fun and already knowing via you years ago, you're just a human. You're so humble. You're you're such a nice guy. In, In being human through this, can you give some advice, you know, maybe it's what you tell your son, but anybody... And we'll get through what we're going through now but that's on the verge or wants to pursue their passion that is for sure going to deal with unexpected circumstances in life you know what what's the big picture when you can look back on like hey what could i tell margo when he was 13. you know in the next 20 years this is going to happen don't give up
1: that's a really good question isn't it um i think yeah, I think being an, yeah, an individual, don't follow what other people are doing and just follow your heart um, is probably one of the most important things to fulfill your, it fulfills you know everything you're gonna do in life. It's, it's what you wanna do as an individual, not what other people, don't copy other people. Just be yourself um, and follow your heart and good things will come out of that. Um, And then you can't blame anyone else for any other mistakes. You've just, you're doing, it's your journey and you've got to stick to your journey. Don't, yeah, get involved with being persuaded by other people. Just follow your own true beliefs. And I'm sure everyone's true beliefs are are good, good intentions, so you can't go wrong there with, I don't know, that's what just came with me off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey, it's so good. Margo, thank you so, so much for your time here.
1: You're welcome. Thank you, Alex. You made my day too. Um, it was a pleasure to meet you, and it was pretty cool doing this. Epic. Feels like you're right here across the kitchen bench next to me.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm glad you enjoy it. And, you know, you being willing to do things like this, and even for myself, this is totally uncomfortable. But you'll never know who you truly affect here. So to continue your legacy of everybody that obviously I look up to and we look up to you, you're doing such a fantastic job. Thank you so much. And it makes all of us super happy to see you so stoked at this moment because you deserve everything. Like you've done so much for our industry, so much for many individuals out there now that we want to see you happier than ever and just know you have a whole world out there backing you.
1: That's amazing! Thank you so much for the kind words, and um, thanks to all my friends and family and fans out there that do love my surfing. I'm, I'm blown away that um, people still care about me, but it doesn't matter. It's, I'm, I'm in a good headspace, and uh, I love loving it.
0: Yeah, I love it. I've actually seen some of your uh, your, your co your co '90s Australian rippers on here supporting you. I don't know if you've been looking at the comments. I I have little
1: flicks here and there and seeing a few crew, it's amazing.
0: That's so cool. Hey, yeah. to, to you and all of your crew that's still surfing and, and surfing their brains out, I want to do this the rest of my life. So thank you for continuing to be an example, even through the hardships, yeah, not putting any pressure on you because there, there'll be more to come. But man, mm-hmm. we're so lucky to have surfing. It's our universal language. It's gorgeous. It
1: It is. We're all there for each other. It's amazing.
0: Epic, you are the GOAT. This guy, Gusso, just said you're the GOAT. goat. I'm the GOAT. goat. But hey, by the way, thank you for shaving for the interview. I have to acknowledge it. It
1: wasn't for the interview. I was was so bored. I was so bored yesterday. I had a massage. Oh,
0: you were going live, and you're like, i got to shave up.
1: No, (laughs) 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 All right. This has been amazing, Alex. Hey,
0: Margo, I'm taking a photo. Smile, brother. Okay. Hey, beers are on me. VBs are on me when when uh, when I carry your luggage up the tarmac.
1: VB, okay, gotcha.
0: Thank you so See much, you later. Thanks, Alex. We, we love smile. you, dude. See you. Later. Have you guys later. too. Cheers.